Welcome to the Two-Way Radio Show. I'm Rick Savoya. I'm Danny Feimster. And Anthony Roque is out today. And this is the podcast about two-way radios for business and consumer communications. Today we'll tell you about a new compact portable handheld GMRS radio from Ocean with a super heterodyne receiver, full DTMF keypad, and USB-C charging port that's also rated IP67 submersible. We'll go through its features and compare it to other Ocean GMRS radios. We'll also take some of your comments and questions from our blog and our forum at twowayradioforum.com. Our show is sponsored by buytwowayradios.com, the source of two-way radios and radio accessories for businesses and consumers since 2002. Enter the promo code SHOW at checkout and save an additional 5% off your order. Buytwowayradios.com, your radio specialists. First, there was the KG805G, then came the KG905G, and then the KG935G. Now, Ocean has branded a new model, and this one adds some features that is sure to interest many operators of the GMRS. Now we have the KGS88G. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is a radio that we've been working on for uh, quite a while now. It's built on Ocean's, uh, on a new platform from Ocean. This, uh, is a smaller type hardware platform. So it's a, a lighter, more compact radio compared to the other models that we mentioned. Um, and it, it has some hardware features that were not previously available in any of the Ocean models, such as, uh, Rick, you already mentioned the USB-C charging port. Yep. Um, as well as IP67 waterproof, which is um, fully submersible. So this this radio can be dropped in a puddle, and uh, I guess depending on the depth of the puddle, it can be dropped in a puddle, and it will be completely fine and still usable. Uh, what what are the specs on that, Rick? Is uh, IP67? It can be underwater for one, uh, one meter for thirty minutes. Am I right there? Yeah, I believe up to one meter of water for uh, up to thirty minutes. Yes. The uh, other thing we get asked about quite a bit is the receiver type. This is a super heterodyne receiver radio, just like the KG805G and the KG905G. So it's uh, sort of I guess you could say it's a real radio, like the the circuit on the uh, radio is uh, like the same thing you would see on a high-end radio from a a major brand manufacturer. I'm not going to name any names, but you know who I'm uh, (laughs) talking about, you know, these um, big names that you hear. The circuit is designed similarly to radios from those manufacturers. Of course... That doesn't mean that you have to ditch your KG935G uh, for this because it's a direct conversion receiver. 
you know, we can talk a little bit about that super heterodyne versus direct conversion uh, maybe a little bit later on because there are those out there who just swear by the super heterodyne receiver and say that is the ultimate and you don't, you shouldn't buy anything but that. And then there are others on the other end of the spectrum saying that it really doesn't matter a whole lot. Uh, and really the truth is somewhere a little bit in between, I think, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I, I hate to get uh, distracted on the, the super heterodyne topic, but uh, briefly, um, yeah, like the, the KG935G is the most popular ocean GMRS radio, and it is a direct conversion receiver, not a super heterodyne. And you get a lot of functionality in that radio for, um, you know, a pretty value price. Um, so that's an advantage of a direct conversion receiver. And most people are never going to be able to tell the difference. As far as you know, using the radio, it, it works just as well as a super heterodyne radio. So what we're looking at here is a super heterodyne receiver and a full DTMF keypad. What, are, what does that really mean? Now, people ask, DTMF, what is DTMF? And what does that really mean? And is that really important to to these radios? No, I don't think the DTMF functionality is, is important to anyone. I, I think that the keypad on the radio is important to people uh, because it does, uh, the, the big thing that the keypad enables is frequency mode or VFO mode, where you can uh, change it to uh, frequency mode and using the keypad, type in a direct frequency that you want the radio to uh, to move to, or uh, it could be a receive only frequency, uh, anywhere in the uh, I believe four eight four hundred to four eighty megahertz range on this radio. So using the keypad, the keypad makes it super easy to just dial in whatever frequency you want to listen on quickly. Um, the they say DTMF keypad because if you're holding down the push to talk button, you can also press a number and it'll transmit a DTMF tone that corresponds to that number, but realistically no one uses it for that, that functionality. There are uh, some features that, that are wrapped around that, but they, they, they probably aren't anything most people are going to be interested in. Not for the GMRS anyway. And now the USB, the USB port, that's, that's different altogether. This is kind of a game changer for uh, these radios. That is the most requested feature that I saw. You know, watching, uh, the comments as they come in, the questions we get from, uh, from users of these radios, USB-C is important to people. Um, USB in general, but USB-C seems to be the, the preferred way because phones, things like that are moving to USB-C. So uh, a lot of people already have a, like a charging framework or charging hardware in their vehicle mm -hmm. or in their home that's built around USB. So mm -hmm. being able to plug your radio into that hardware that you've already got is important. And mm -hmm. I really like the way that Ocean implemented this because it's a port on the side of the radio. Mm -hmm. And uh, you see some other manufacturers placing the port on the battery. And there are advantages to that. But having the port on the radio 
uh, means you don't even need a battery. You you can completely yeah, yeah. remove the battery from the radio and operate it only over the USB C uh, connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, Midland started incorporating USB C ports on all of their mobiles uh, or the mobiles that supported USB, and they they did this whole changeover uh, about a year or two ago, and that's kind of where everything is trending. USB-C. Yeah, but they're, they're so, different. You know, they're, you, those mobiles don't charge by USB-C. They just provide a port right, for right. you to charge your phone on right. through the radio. So it's a little different than what we're doing here. All right, well, let's talk about some of the other key features of the SADHE. I think you're right on with the, the main features. The key features of this new radio are the full keypad, USB-C charging, full waterproof, uh, we didn't mention the power. Uh, it's five watts, um, five watts on high power and half a watt on low power. It automatically switches to low power if you're using any of the frequencies that are limited by the FCC to be low power. Mm-hmm. It has a great looking screen that is, uh, it's not a full graphical screen like the KG935G, but it's, um, a very well backlit screen that is great both indoors and out. Um, this screen is, is very, very bright. Using it in direct sunlight is, uh, is absolutely just fine. And that's a big concern we hear from people. Let's talk about the two programmable function keys for a moment because they're really not just two. They're technically there are three of them on here. You've got two on the side and you have one on the top. And these keys together cannot just perform three functions. They can perform a total of six. Uh, yeah, that's right. That, this is like, uh, if you're familiar with the other uh, Ocean uh, GMRS radios or ham radios, they most of them have um, programmable function keys. Uh, there's, uh, like you said, two on the left side, and you can assign their function through um, the menu. And we, we have had Ocean make some changes to this radio to uh, allow a lot of uh, functions to be assigned to these function keys. But the big thing that we've changed is we've added the top key to be programmable. So like you were saying, the orange button on top that oftentimes is set to some alarm or SOS functionality that, uh, let's be realistic, most people aren't using it in that way. Now you can remap your orange uh, alert button to anything. you like. Of course, we kept the alert and SOS functions for, if you love it, you can use them, but uh, you, you don't have to, you can now assign your, your top button to something else. If you like. I've tested out the alarm, the SOS before, and I can, I can say, I, I certainly understand why people generally don't use those. <laughs> I find them yeah. to be generally annoying. <laughs> yeah, they are annoying. And uh, I, I think most people don't, you know, don't, aren't in a situation that is going to be useful. But we have added another new feature that I think people will like. And I, I think this is the only radio that has a feature like this. Um, it's called a favorite channels. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, 
there is a YouTuber, not a Rubicon. Uh, a lot of people probably have heard of him. Who yep. um, you get a, a lot of people that ask about a GMRS travel channel, and there was some uncertainty about what what, what is there a GMRS travel channel? Is there not a GMRS travel channel? Basically, he made a video and said, look, somebody's just got to pick one of these and I'm going to do it. And we're going with 19. It's the GMRS travel channel. And you can argue about if he picked the right channel or not. But uh, ultimately, he's right. Somebody has got to pick one. And um, he did. So we're going with it. We're going to embrace that. And we built a favorite channels feature into this radio. So that, And the favorite channel out of the box is the travel channel 19. So you can assign any of your side key buttons. By default, it's the orange button on top. And pressing it will take you to the next favorite channel in your list. And you can mark as many channels as you like on the radio as a favorite channel. And pressing the button will just jump you from one to another to another. Uh, for example... Um, a say channel 19 is your only favorite channel, then you've got a button that will instantly take you to that channel anytime you press it. If you've got, say, channel 19 and channel 22 marked as favorite channels, pressing the favorite channel button will jump you between 19, 22, and back and forth. I think this is a useful feature, especially for people that find themselves on you know, just the same few channels often. It's a quick access button, and then there's a menu option so that directly from the radio you can mark a channel as a favorite. Um, it's uh, so This is completely new. haven't seen another radio that has this in the GMRS world, so I hope that's something everyone likes. That could prove to be a popular feature. Speaking of the channels, uh we haven't mentioned yet what we've got here for channels here. We have the 30 GMRS channels, of course, and the 8 GMRS repeater channels that are that are built in. But this radio supports up to 400 channels, up to 400 uh, custom programmable channels total. Uh, yeah, that's right. For up to 400 custom channels. Um, that's it should be plenty for... Uh, anyone i would say i think so it, that's it, the basically that's as many custom channels as you you uh, as you need i think yeah i think that's the most of any of the other ocean gmrs handhelds except the 935g which has uh 999 i believe right uh-huh that, that's right so so that gives you plenty of plenty of uh channels to play with to customize and things with certain custom uh, CTCSS and DCS yeah, tones. I, I and that can't sort of imagine thing. needing more than that it, because the radio supports, uh, like I said earlier, frequencies 400 to 480. Um, so you, you've got 22 GMRS channels and eight GMRS repeater channels. And then you, you've that gives you, um, you know, uh, 370 slots to, you know, put your receive only frequencies or your customized repeater channels. Um, I think you've got plenty of room to play with, um, on this radio. Before we get to the other features of the KG S88G radio, there's one more item related to the, um, to the programmable keys. 
that we didn't mention. You, you mentioned there were two big changes here with the keys, and I contend there's a third one here, and that is the fact that unlike some of the other ocean radios and certain other radios from other manufacturers that would have programmable keys, but each key was limited to two or three different functions, and they were different functions. Um, this radio allows you to take any of those three keys and assign them to any of the same functions. You know, the same functions are available for all of those keys. Yeah, I think that's a nice feature. I think we did that in the 935 uh, yeah, we as did. well. We did, and but I don't think it really maybe, gets talked about Did enough. we do that in the 905? I think we did that in the 905. I and, think... And you're right. It is a good feature. And you see a lot of import radios that uh, don't do that. It's kind of odd. Like, you, you see this key can be assigned these three functions, and this key can be assigned these other functions. It just makes too much sense to let, you know, the user should be able to assign any function to any key. Um, and fortunately, we when we ask Ocean to make that change, uh, they were more than willing to do it. And I, I think it makes the radio a lot more configurable. You can make it your own. It is. It is. I mean, it's somewhat limiting if you have one key that does two functions, another key that you have a choice of two or three other functions, and you can't swap them around a little bit to say, well, you know, if I choose, I, I want these two functions that are in this first key, but I can only choose one, and then the other key I can't assign to that other function that I really want. It, it really does limit it. You know uh, what another customize, customizability, uh, customization, uh, you know what another <laughs> feature is that I like about this radio, right? <laughs> What's that? Um, the colors. We haven't done this before either. You, yeah, you can this, get yeah. this radio in um, a black color with gray highlights or a black color with orange highlights. Gray or orange. Gray and the orange can orange. be useful. The, the Yes, the orange can be useful if you're uh, out and about, you know, you're up hiking through the woods, that sort of thing. It's easier to see. Uh, the radio with if you drop it somewhere, drop it in the bushes, or you know, drop it in the water. Which, by the way, since it's since it's IP67 submersible, you know, if you drop it in, you know, a few inches of water and it's dank water and you can't see it very easily where you dropped it, the orange does help. So I I take it you prefer the orange color. Uh, it kind of depends. I think it kind of depends on the application. I think if you're outdoors, and I, I don't go that outdoors that much anymore, <laughs> but when I did, I, I would find the, I would think the orange would have been a useful choice for me. For See, indoor I, use, I, the gray is fine. Either one, the orange or the gray. See, I don't, I don't see the colors as being functional so much as just, you know, stylish. Yeah. Some people like yeah. orange. Some people like gray. Um, I I don't know if uh, it's going to be interesting to see which one sells the best. If if it turns out that people like the colors, um, then we have the ability to bring this radio out in more colors. So mm. if, if people like the orange or the gray, they may see uh, something else. 
Well, see, later. that's one of the things that kind of bothered me about, say, the UV5R, where they made a version of the UV5R and all these, what I used to call candy colors. And that kind of bugged me because the UV5R already looked kind of like a toy in its black, in its traditional black case. And then when they came out with all these other colors, like the blue and the yellow and the orange and the red and the green and all that sort of thing, and that's why I call them candy colors because they looked like, like candy. You know, is, is this a real radio or is this, is this something for the kids to play with? And no, this is a, this is you know that's a radio that you really don't want the kids playing with because it has so many features and so much functionality and it can operate on on bands that you really you really don't want to hand some kid or a couple of kids a couple of these radios and have them talking on frequencies that they really shouldn't be on. Uh, so yeah, that, that I, I get kinda, that. It, if you know, some colors can look like, uh, can make a radio look a little more toy-like. And and honestly, my preference is probably the, the standard radio color, the black-gray tone. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, when Ocean came out with the KGUV9D Mate radio, mm-hmm. uh, which is the, uh, the ham version of the KGUV9D. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much a solid orange radio, which, you know, not really my style, but people seem to love it. It actually, um, it, it sells very, very well. Um, and I like the way that they did the colors on the S88G even better than that because it's not entirely orange from top to mm-hmm. bottom. It's not like you yeah. dropped it in a bucket of orange paint. It's just highlights of orange. So, uh, it's not I, a candy color. That- <laughs> orange for me, orange is uh-huh. a little bit different because that denotes more of a uh, safety color. You know, orange and yellow and that kind of uh, spectrum. Those are more like safety colors. So when you see someone on the, let's say, for instance, if you see people working on a road, a road crew or something, and they're carrying around radios with an orange, you know that have orange on them, I think of it more as a safety feature rather than just just some kind of candy, cute color. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, I wonder, maybe our audience could could let us know if we come out with a, a third color, what should it be? What's mm-hmm. uh, your, your favorite color that um, maybe isn't orange or gray? What, what should be next? Blue? Green? All right, so we'll let the audience decide. Maybe pick let a third color. Let us know. Color. What, do you, what do you like? Pick a third What are color. we missing? Well, we could make that into a contest, couldn't we? <laughs> white? I was thinking uh, white. White, huh? White highlights yeah. would look good. Yeah, white uh, could be could be an interesting color. I was also thinking uh, like maybe a lime, uh, like a fluorescent kind of green color. Mm-hmm. Um, yellow, I think also would look good since it's just highlights. Do you, and I wouldn't yeah. want yellow top to bottom, but I, I kind of like yellow would look good. Um, just, you know, the touches of yellow. Well, let's see how the orange goes. 
and uh, yeah, that's the thing. Can, if if can, uh, uh, you know the the gray black is outselling orange ten to one, then maybe maybe yeah, colors maybe. weren't uh, <laughs> for people anyway. <laughs> maybe maybe not, but well, once again, it it I guess it depends on two things: your personal taste and what you're going to use the radio for. Uh, it depends largely on that. Okay, but we have some other features here. That's not the end of the features. You, we have, I think you mentioned early on, um, VFO mode. So you have the ability to switch back and forth between uh, channel mode and VFO mode. And uh, these are certainly repeater-capable radios with 5 watts maximum transmit power. And we didn't mention the, the tones, the CTCSS and DCS tones uh, early on. But we didn't mention that they were standard and non-standard. You could choose non-standard tones if you want to. And I don't know how many people use non-standard tones, but they're I there. there. I think there are some yeah. repeater users out there that, that try to make the repeater a little more difficult to access or maybe more mm -hmm. exclusive. Um, maybe there's some non-standard tones uh, on repeaters like that. That's the only place that uh, I've seen them used. Um, but in any case, they do support split CTCSS and DCS tones. So uh, for those who have been concerned about that sort of thing, hitting repeaters with different tones for transmit and receive, um, not an issue uh, at The all. radio also has tone scan so mm -hmm. that you can scan an incoming transmission to um, try to determine which tone it's using. And then there's a tone save feature that would automatically apply a, a scanned tone to your current channel. Which is kind of cool. Thing. It's really, really cool. Uh, and you did mention the favorite channels already. And uh, we also, we should mention that you can choose the wide and narrow bandwidth. Uh, that's selectable for some for some people whose GMRS radios are kind of stuck on uh, narrow bandwidth, you can be able to adjust for that. And for those who use wide bandwidth, you've got that option as well. So this is a very versatile radio. It's a very oh, accommodating. Um, also, we have the toggle to switch between uh, channel name, channel number, or channel and frequency mode. We made that a assignable option to a side key. Yeah. So if you like, you can toggle um, VFO mode or frequency mode through a side key that you assign. And I don't believe we've done that on any of our previous radios. We also have the incoming caller ID display, uh, which is a good feature. And, and that's kind of if you're using the DTMF features on, on other radios, uh, you can see that coming through. Uh, on the S88G as well. Uh, also, reverse frequency is something that, that is yeah, incorporated. Re reverse and talk around are supported, and yeah. both of those can be assigned to side keys, along with a, a monitor function that can be assigned mm -hmm. to a side key. And this has a discrambler in it. Yeah, what we did here was the, the hardware on this radio is capable of descrambling. So it... Uh, you know, you, you hate to completely remove that function. Yeah, you, uh, the hardware from Ocean for this radio actually supports scrambling. 
And GMRS doesn't allow scrambling, but we didn't want to completely pull that feature entirely. So we just prevented the scramble side and we allow the descramble side. So that way, if you're listening to a receive only frequency between 400 and 480, you can turn the descrambler on. Like, for example, if your business um, uses a frequency with scrambling, you could listen to your business frequencies by disabling this or by using the descrambler. Mm-hmm. And this also has a group call, all call, and selective calling feature. Uh, you can also uh, do scan, uh, scan, add, and delete straight from the menu. You don't have to you go into the software for that. All, the, any adding a channel to the scan list can be done directly from the keypad. Mm-hmm. Has a timeout timer, audible button beeps, and the ever-important Roger beep, which I never really realized just how important that was until uh, I started watching uh, – not a Rubicon videos, and <laughs> he places a huge importance on that. You got to have Roger beep on. First thing yeah. you do when you open the radio, you take it out of the box, you turn Roger beep on. That's uh, apparently that's a rule now, right? <laughs> Maybe I should give everyone the menu number so they can get to it quickly, more quickly. Yeah. <laughs> this radio also has a transmit overtime alarm. Um, you can uh, add delete. The, the channels that you want to scan, uh, busy channel lockout, and uh, you've got meters on here too, a battery meter. You, you've got uh, low battery alerts that uh, that can be very handy, especially if you're out and about and you know your, your battery's uh, getting the, low on you. I think the flashlight is going to be important yeah, to some people. Yeah. The, f- the flashlight is built in and it's uh, assigned to – the lower side key uh, right out of the box. Of course, you can change that. You can unassign it if you're never going to use the flashlight, or you can change it to a different key if you like. You know, I've used the flashlight on my radios. Uh, a bit. And when, when I first, you know, this is interesting. When I bought my first UB5R, which is the first time I'd seen a, a little dual band handheld radio with a flashlight on it, and it was sort of almost laughable. I'm thinking, what am I going to do with the flashlight? And then I found myself using it from time to time. I sometimes I've grabbed because it was handy and I have to get under the desk to, to, you know, look at cables and things from my computer. It's there and I'll just grab it and turn on the flashlight and use it. And, and then I'm thinking to myself, you know, this is a pretty handy feature after all. Yeah, we kind of make fun of the people who, who use a flashlight. Like we, or at least we used to like the, we used to feel like, or at least I did, the flashlight on a radio is like a fluff feature, like something no one's yeah. going to use, and you're just adding it so that you get a, you know, a list, an item on a, a feature list, basically. But it actually is useful sometimes. I, I would be out walking the dog at night and with the radio on my side, and it, it was the sort of thing where you know you live in a neighborhood where you have to pick up after your pet and at night if he does something i've got the radio here i can just pull it off and aim the flashlight and i can see what i'm doing so i mean (laughs) laugh at you if you will and i used to laugh in the past as well at that feature but uh, i'm not laughing anymore 
well, let me scan this features list uh, real quick here. I don't want to bore everyone to death with the list of, of every single thing, but we probably should mention that this radio has a 2000 milliamp lithium yeah. battery, yeah. Uh, which is uh, smaller than the 935G. Um, it's a little bit more than the 805G, but it's also less than the 905G. The reason for the smaller battery pack is because it's uh, it's meant to be a smaller and more lightweight radio. Mm-hmm. So in doing that, the battery has, is a little bit smaller in size than uh, some of the, our other radios. Mm-hmm. It's still... Uh, will last, you know, an entire day. It's, it's a very extensive, uh, battery, but not as, uh, not as strong. I think 3200 is what the KG935G yeah, has. I think so, yeah. 2600 milliamp is the 905G. Um, but, uh, th- this will sit on standby easily for 24 hours. Uh, I, I have left it on my desk on. Um, for more than a day. I think it's very good with the power consumption and uh, and how it manages power, this this radio does. So I, I don't really see a 2,000 uh, milliamp battery as being a deal breaker at all. Uh, of course, it also has the USB-C charging port, but mm-hmm. if you don't like the USB-C charging port or you don't want to do that, it still comes with the standard drop-in cradle charger like all of the other Ocean GMRS radios. Is it worth mentioning uh, the Vox feature or the stopwatch? I, I kind of hesitate to even mention the stopwatch at all. No, no, no I, one cares you know, about that. <laughs> but it's there. <laughs> it exists. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, never know. Yeah, no, no one's using that stopwatch, Rick. No one's using that. <laughs> I've used it before, but yeah, <laughs> just when I was while you were writing it, the manual. <laughs> yeah, well, while it. I was writing the manual, <laughs> made sure it worked. Uh, <laughs> and it works. It does work. Uh, but no one also- would ever know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess uh, I guess not. But uh, as far as the feature, this is a very feature-rich radio. There's a lot going on here, and. Uh, I wouldn't say it's the ultimate GMRS radio. I don't even know what the ultimate GMRS radio is uh, or would be, but I would say this is pretty darn close to it but with with all the features it has. Uh, yeah, I think we need to talk about like comparing it to the other Ocean GMRS radios. Like what do we like? What do we what do we not like? Where does mm-hmm. it fit in the lineup? That kind of thing. I think people would yeah. probably be interested yeah. in that. Well, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the price is one thirty nine ninety nine, which fits it like right in between the KG nine hundred five G and the KG nine thirty five G, and I think that is where I would put it as far as as ranking. Um, it has an advantage over the nine thirty five G in some areas. The, the, it's it's a real quote unquote radio super heterodyne receiver. Uh, all that, uh, and it has some functionality that the 935 has, such as the full keypad, and it has some functionality that the 935 doesn't have, like the IP67 waterproof and the yeah. USB-C charging. But it's not as good as the 935G as far as overall features. The 935 is dual band, so it can receive over a, a much wider um, part of the spectrum. 
the 935G has the full graphical display, which isn't as good uh, outdoors as the S88G's display, uh, but it is a better looking display on the KG935G. So really, if you're going to choose uh, a radio for outdoor use, probably the S88G is probably the 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 optimal choice between the two. If you want something that you can use indoors and outdoors, but kind of mo- more indoors, uh, probably the 935G is is probably the the uh, one to go with. Yeah, I think that's fair, for sure. So one thirty nine ninety nine for this radio. And uh, do we also mention that it has a custom power on man- message? We we did not mention that because apparently that is a fairly important feature for some people. They want to be able to customize the messages. So oh, just well, for those well who, also who we to, should mention you know, that the the custom power on message can be set directly through the radio menu. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you'll I think find in some, other some radios, radios you can only do that through the software. Exactly. Yeah. And this one you can do direct. You can do it from the software as well. This is, by the way, this is still soft, totally software programmable uh, from your PC uh, if you want. But pretty much most all of these features are programmable also directly from the radio. So when you talk about versatility, and if you're out in the field and you don't have a computer nearby and you need to program something on the fly, this is a great radio for that purpose. Oh, yeah, ab- absolutely. Uh, now, uh, I guess we should talk about availability somewhat yeah, because yeah. We, we do not have the – at the time we're recording this podcast, I'm not sure when Rick's going to release it. I'm sure it'll be on a Wednesday. but uh, <laughs> <laughs> Every other Wednesday. Every other Wednesday, guaranteed. We're committed to it. Yeah. Uh, two-way radio show, new episodes every other Wednesday. Never miss a, never miss a alternate Wednesday. By the way, anyway. it's not in writing. It's 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 it's, it's verbal. <laughs> Might as well be in writing. <laughs> Guaranteed. Who's going to sign that one? <laughs> sign that one? <laughs> uh, all right. Um, we don't have them. <laughs> they're not here yet. We've ordered them. There there is a big uh, COVID issue in uh, China right now. They have cities that are being locked down. It is delayed shipping. Um, we are expecting these to leave China somewhere near the end of April. Uh, we are sending the first batch over by express. So, uh, we're thinking early May, mid May, as soon as we know for a fact that they're going to, to ship their, that the shipping is, um, going to happen, uh, and we have a date, we have a tracking number. Uh, as soon as they're on a plane somewhere, we will start accepting pre-orders for the radio. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to to accept pre-orders not knowing what the situation is in China with, with COVID. And it seems like there's a lot of uncertainty. So we're not going to take pre-orders until you know, we've got radios on a pallet ready to go. And for those who are wondering, uh, we we we've been down that road before, and it's it's not a fun road to be on. So that I think I just don't like to, to promise people. Is, if we yeah. start taking pre-orders and then 
it turns into, if it's something I think is going to be two weeks and then it turns into two and a half months for reasons that are outside of my control, I, I don't want to disappoint people. I, I think that's probably the best course. And if you've spent money and you're waiting on a, a radio to ship and then we keep, you know, it sounds like we're making excuses and things like that when it's not here. And really, there's, there's just a lot that we can't control in the world going on right now. So it's better safe than sorry. We're going to wait to accept pre-orders at the time that, that we know comfortably that these things are within a couple of weeks of being here. But at least you know it's going to be out there at some point. And at least you know we have it coming at some point. And, uh, you know, at least you've got the news. And you heard it here first. Oh, the, the radios <laughs> exist. But, uh, but that is the new... Ocean KGS88G. So um, you'll be hearing more. You'll be seeing more of it. We've got uh, videos in the works and blog posts and all kinds of information on it coming. So uh, you can you can see what it looks like and you can uh, really uh, get an up close look at it going forward very soon. I'm excited so, about this one, Rick. I, we've been working on this too. radio for a long time. It, it's oh, yeah. exciting to finally have it be so close to release it's kind of you know disappointing that there's all this stuff going on in the world that has caused a, a delay with us us releasing it but it's always uh, something uh, isn't it it's going to happen and uh, you know you can see the light at the end of the tunnel and i can't wait i, I think i, I think I everyone's gonna love also. this one yeah all right well we have some uh, comments and questions from our blog and our forum at twowayradioforum.com uh, the first one comes from Pete, and he's responding to episode 165, where we were talking about how to choose a cable for your radio. And he says, those charts for comparing different cable thinnesses and capabilities are so important. Your statement about buy once, cry once is my motto. And that's from Pete. And he's actually, I think he's really responding to um, what John said, because John was going over the uh, the uh, charts, the comparison charts with uh -huh. the cables. And he made a statement uh, like that, I believe. And so he's responding to that. He's, uh, he's agreeing with John on it. Uh, so, yeah, we appreciate the feedback on that, Pete. And, uh, yeah, that's – yeah, I think that's a good, solid way to go. John knows his stuff, by the way. He knows his stuff with I, cables. I try to always listen to John. He seems to know what he's talking about. Yeah. All right, our next one comes from Tom, and he's responding to the uh, the license fee change. <laughs> we made that announcement, and in our last episode, we really uh, went in depth as to the whys and the wherefores. This is the, the one from two, two Wednesdays ago? Yeah, two Wednesdays ago. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tom says, this reduction in licensing fees is long overdue. Longs in all caps. The Federal Communications Commission is making more than enough money at present on cellular spectrum auctions, and that's from Tom. He he does he makes a point about that. We we did talk about that uh, how GMRS doesn't really utilize it that many resources and other radio licenses do, and 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 why it would cost anything to. To do that, well, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to rehash that here, but he does make a point 
about the um, about the fact that yeah, they're making a lot of money on these cellular spectrum auctions. I I see something pretty frequently from the FCC's Daily Digest about that, and um, you know I. Uh, well, I don't I, know I, that I, the, I, the FCC is just raking it in. I mean, I've seen the, the budget deficit we're running up there in Washington <laughs> right now. Efficiency is not there, the name of the game. Well, that's true. But, <laughs> but but Tom does make a good point. Then it says, you know, they don't really didn't need $70 for GMRS license fee. It was just way too much for way too long. And that's – I'll leave it at that. <laughs> I'm happy that it's finally lowered. I, I, finally, the, the day is here where the fee is $35, and mm-hmm. I couldn't be happier about that. Well, we have another comment on the fees here, and uh, this is from iPoke Badgers. We, in our last episode, he had a comment up there, and we, we uh, read his comment. He has another one for uh, episode 166. And, uh, which was the one on the, you know, we had that discussion in the last, yeah, two Wednesdays ago. <laughs> right. And he said, yeah. And he said, it is interesting how you talked about the prima donnas on GMRS complaining about how others are using the GMRS airwaves and affecting their hobby, uh, quote unquote. Those people should go ahead and get their amateur licenses as they will fit right in. I've been a ham for a bunch of years, and I hear more of that kind of thing from hams on the air than on GMRS. I used to think it was the old guys that treated people like that, but someone always takes their place. Now, I am the old guy, and I only use the amateur bands like a utility. The fun got sucked out of the hobby over the last 20 years or so. I'm okay with that. You find this in every activity where there are more than one person participating. Thanks for the podcast. And that's from iPoke Badgers. I think we should all be nice to to people that are on the air and new people, people that may not know as much as we know. We've got to be nice. We've got to share. It's mm-hmm. a good attitude to have, and, and some hams could certainly take note of that, I think. Uh, a few GMRS people, too. Uh, sure, from sure. What I've been reading in some of these uh, Facebook groups. But I, I really, we really appreciate the comment uh, from Ipoke Badgers and uh, from everyone. Uh, send in your comments and questions for Danny, Anthony, or myself to show at buy2wayradios.com. If you want to know more about today's topic or about two-way radios in general, check out our forum discussions at twowayradioforum.com. Of course, you can subscribe to the Two-Way Radio Show directly from our website at twowayradioshow.com or here wherever you can find a podcast. And you can subscribe via email if you go click on the little button uh, at the uh, subscribe page at twowayradioshow.com. Put in your email address. You'll get the latest episode as soon as it drops. No salesman will call. It's just for the, it's just for the, uh, for the podcast. By the way, I'm subscribed to it just to make sure that it's working, and uh, I'm getting them, and it works. It works great. I, I, in fact, when we dropped the last episode, it was it was very quick. So uh, it works. And, and and nobody called me to sell me something, okay? <laughs> Nobody's been spamming me. So it's safe. Well, I guess it does it for this episode of the Two-Way Radio Show. Before we go, any final comment? I don't think so. All right. We're looking forward to this S88G. 
Man, I am. I really am. Hope he, hope he gets here soon. And I'm missing Anthony, too. Anthony's been busy. It's, he's been uh, busy. Yeah, he's <laughs> had a lot of phone calls. He's he's having a, a time over there, I believe. Yeah. Well, we'll get him back on the show uh, maybe next episode, huh? I hope so. Well, today's show is sponsored by BuyTwoWayRadios.com. Whether you're searching for two-way radios for general consumer or business use, BuyTwoWay Radios can help you find the best solution for your needs. Enter the promo code SHOW at checkout and save an additional 5% off your order. By the way, that'll work for the new KGS88G as well. Don't tell anyone I said that. Give us a call at 1-800-584-1445 or enter our live chat at BuyTwoWayRadios.com. Well, everyone, as always, thanks for listening, and until next time, for the Two-Way Radio Show, I'm Rick Savoya. And I'm Danny Feemster. And we're out.